uh welcome back welcome back we're uh according to audacity we're recording a new track mm-hmm. um so let's uh maybe talk about the themes of this track i think that if it's got boats and if it's got hoes that's mm-hmm. all i really need to hear yeah um let's call it the yacht song yacht song yeah because well it plays on somebody's yacht okay and um we it could maybe have like a lyric like this like if you were fish um get off this bish yeah Ooh, i like that <laughs> yeah fish and bish let's go yeah let's go let clutch <laughs> carried what? <laughs> let us know if you want a mind over movies mixtape it could happen it could it could stream witch trials on spotify <laughs> bitch trials more like oh, oh. i'm like keys in my pocket that's pr- what i said that's pretty interesting <laughs> <laughs> yes very what i wonder how those people like out there do like you know just like hang out podcasts where they just like show up and they just talk you know, they just like riff on shit but then like comedians like really do do it though and mm-hmm. they just like show up to the same room and they're just so funny for like 50 minutes yeah true how's that happen um years of uh practice and annoying people probably for comedians at least yeah for podcasters i don't know i mean we kind of go off on weird tangents sometimes and riff off each other we just have a central theme in the, in the or a central idea at the core of it and that is m- movie film movie film yeah. for sure for sure. sure hey speaking of the movie film yeah uh did you uh so we talked a little bit last week when it was just you know the pre-eternals uh hype bus yeah true. um that it was the most rotten of the mcu mm-hmm. movies be, oh the only rotten yeah because they've yeah. always been like in the 60s mm-hmm. uh, at worst even the stinkers yeah have been fresh but it's 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 gotten lower it's like 48 percent now so mm-hmm. most critics don't like it then is the consensus right um but it's it's bad and it's out here and i mean like how do you it got me thinking like how do you feel like when a movie is getting like bad reviews that it's unexpected you know like oh this is kind of supposed to be like okay or like a yeah. critical darling like do you remember any like specific examples of this happening before? Because I feel like this happens mm-hmm, a, yeah. a fair bit, and like Eternals is like obviously one of the most surprising examples because you've got a Best Picture winner um, from twenty twenty helming hell, it, yeah. and you've got Marvel, which is just about like the safest bet for like a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, right, an eighty percent even. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. None of their movies like. I, I watched a video earlier today and it was like the 10 lowest um, Marvel movies on Rotten Tomatoes and like 83% is like number 10, you know? Wow. Yeah. So they don't have very many that yeah. drop below like even 85, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I well, one that I was actually very surprised by is part of another large, um, um, Series, sorry, I can't think of that word. Um, Harry Potter, all of those, all the main Harry Potter movies got really good reviews, and everybody seemed to like it. And the first Fantastic Beast came out, and it got good reviews. But the second one came out, and yeah. it was so bad. It got, I mean, absolutely horrid um, ratings. And I remember being very surprised by that. I expected it to be, you know, at least somewhat halfway decent, even though it was a like a spinoff. I still 
enjoyed the first Fantastic Beasts you know, somewhat, so I was expecting the second one to at least be okay, but, um, and then after watching it, obviously, but just seeing the reviews, I remember being like, oh, that, oh, that's weird, like, that, that caught me off guard, uh, for that one to be that low. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers does that a lot, like, um, I don't know, I, I feel like DC, for a while, like, obviously the reputation has changed these days, but for a while there, like, a DC movie was a pretty sure bet at, like, a, right you know, a pretty good critic score. Like, Man of Steel came out, mm-hmm. and that has, like, a 78% or 77 Like, it had a few people, you know, crying out, like, yeah. oh, this isn't Superman. It's got a bunch of stupid shit in it. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it enjoyed pretty okay reviews. And then Batman v Superman dropped. Yeah. And that was, like, 19%. Right. That, that was, like, overwhelmingly, like, bad. Like, I, I think that was one of the movies where... You know, I was like, oh, DC's always been my favorite. I love mm. Batman. I, I really don't see how they could fuck it up that bad. I have to see it for myself. Yeah. And then going in and being like, oh, shit. Well, I yeah. guess it is that bad. But Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't get the shock of, of seeing it was that bad. Because when I went and saw it, I wasn't paying attention to the reviews. Because I'm pretty sure I, we went and saw it opening night. Um, when I still lived in Marshall, we drove to Conway. Mm. Uh, and me and Luke and my ex-girlfriend at the time went and saw it. And I wanted to leave the theater about an hour and a half into it. Like, I was not enjoying it. So, it was a big shock to me to be like, okay, wow, this is really, really bad. <laughs> like... I, I feel like you should be able to tell when these movies are going to be the way they are because I think something about um, Batman v Superman that should have tipped us all off is that it's <laughs> fucking like an hour longer than, uh-huh. or like 40 minutes longer than Man of Steel. Yeah. And like that's always a telltale sign. If there's a lot of movie that should have been left on the cutting floor, yeah. you know, like that's, that's a bad sign. Eternals, it had that classic tip off. It was like... It's a two-hour, 40-minute movie. Right. It's been delayed multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the times might have been unpandemic related where they were just trying to move it up so it didn't compete with, like, another blockbuster mm-hmm. movie, which it's always a bad sign when you're like, oh, we're going to wimp on out of here. When you're Marvel and you wimp <laughs> out on a, a, a date, <laughs> like... Wait, can I talk about the ballsiest box office release ever? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I still think about this to this day. Um, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> The Road Chip, in the same weekend. Like, the owners of Alvin and the Chipmunks, with their whole chest, yes. being like, we can compete with the resurgence of Star Wars. Oh my god. I forgot. I didn't realize it came out the same year, bro. Same year, same weekend, same day. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. And um, I think there might be a reason there why uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks is now on sale for $200 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the creator's looking to sell them. Which, when I first read that headline, I was like, Dave is selling the Chipmunks? <laughs> <laughs> After four movies? <laughs> He sell it's the it's the plot of their newest movie. Dave's <laughs> fucking pawning these little chipmunks off. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the the pawn chip, <laughs> the pawn chip. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, no, that's that's horrible. Um, I it's always really uh, <laughs> it's always really disheartening to see. Well, 
not Alvin and Chipmunk. That was doomed to fail anyway when they made it. But yeah. some movies that will get overshadowed by uh, bigger releases and stuff. I remember they kept. I think they moved. Um, um, Kingsman, the second Kingsman, they moved mm. uh, back for some kind of release, and uh, it didn't do as well. I mean, they're making another one, so obviously it did well enough. But uh, for some reason, they just didn't have faith in it, competing with uh, another blockbuster. But I remember it being moved back. I I believe it was that one, and I enjoyed the second one pretty pretty well. You know what? I think Kingsman is that like an example of the opposite end of the spectrum where like you expect a movie to do like really poorly like based off of your initial impressions and what you've heard behind the scenes and then it was like surprisingly good the first one so i i've got a theory about the trailer for the new one right now because i i personally think it looks a bit obnoxious Mm -hmm. but like i realized when it played before eternals yesterday i was like it's just the music that throws me out of it it's like this terrible like hokey russian thing and it's like trying too hard to be quirky but the visuals that they're showing in the trailer Mm -hmm. i thought about it oh that looks like actually a pretty fun and solid action movie like and this will sound better without this fucking stupid like (laughs) oh please laugh trailer music you know and i was like oh my gosh you know i bet i bet it will be good because that was definitely the case with the first kingsman i don't remember much about the trailers Mm -hmm. now but at the time i remember thinking it looked fucking stupid but yeah right and then we all watched it and it turned out to be uh, amazing indeed uh, indeed yeah. and i even i even, even though the second one was panned a little bit i still enjoyed the second one quite a bit um and i can't wait to watch this one because it's a prequel and it looks fun mm-hmm. it does look fun i think uh i think just i mean ray fines is always great mm-hmm. um yeah, i just love him and stuff uh voldemort forever am i right yeah voldemort forever um well, did you see any movies? I I didn't I didn't see very many movies and um I did I did watch Eternals but I know that you didn't get a chance yes. to catch it so it's like fuck you know <clears throat> Yeah, we kind of spoiled our only topic for this week was just <laughs> Eternal spoilers. Indeed, but, indeed. I mean, go ahead and uh, what what did you think though? In it like I know we kind of touched on it a little bit but uh just Yeah, I I haven't come out and outright said it on here but like um that the reviews might be onto something, <laughs> it, which is a shame because, like, it. I mean, yeah, it's not good, and, and I mean, like, it's overly long, and mm-hmm. it's got way too many characters that for for its own good, like, it can't really balance all of these elements. Um, but it is very clearly a risk for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got several ideas that it explores. Um, it, it allows for a lot of conversation and character moments that I think is often missing from other Marvel movies. Um, it, it, like the action does often take a backseat to the characters, which on paper sounds really cool. Um, unfortunately, this is not the cast of characters to do it. This right. is not the movie to be a vehicle. And, uh, you know, disappointingly enough, because it doesn't fit in with like the average Marvel movie that's being made today, it it suffers from trying to have some elements branch back into the MCU. Like I think this is the movie that I mean, this is one of the first movies in a while that I've watched where it's just felt kind of clumsy. Mm-hmm. The callbacks. I mean, like obviously, I've critiqued before. Like, oh, I don't like that they always reference the snap these days, and they always have to like tie all their properties back to that. But like. Right. In this movie, I literally mean, like, 
it feels wrong that they're mentioning Marvel. Like, it doesn't feel like Marvel. They make references to DC Comics, actually, several times in Eternals, and it makes more sense for these characters, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Like, these are characters who would probably exist alongside Superman and and Batman and that world, and they feel, like, self-serious, like they're for that. And honestly, the self-awareness, all the Marvel tidbits that are in this movie feel wrong like it feels like you have chloe zhao maybe at odds with the studio process and honestly both of their ideas for this movie aren't really that great so Mm. you get both of them and they clash and they both don't really work i don't know but i mean clearly she got allowed a lot of creative freedom like the Mm. the shots are are stellar like there's so many great visuals that you don't typically see in a marvel movie it's just it feels very bland and soulless anyway like it's like damn this looks cool but like i don't know it it's it's still corporate it's still marvel like product and like even though she got a lot of creative freedom i think like just maybe working in the mcu uh is restrictive to mm-hmm. a point that you know you can't really break the mold anymore over there without breaking the whole marvel cinematic universe down right yeah, that that seems to be, and, and she's such a weird choice for a Marvel film. Yeah, I, I, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, actually? like like I can't think of what movie they might have seen of Chloe Zhao yeah. that made them go put her put her, put her in on <laughs> Eternals. Like I don't I don't get it. Like normally they pick people who have backgrounds in television. Uh, they seem to mesh well, but. Chloe Zhao does not have a background in television, as far as I know. The only thing I, we know her for is the writer and um, uh, songs for my brother, or something. I think it's like songs for my brother or something. And then um, Nomadland, which Nomadland had to have been like produced like concurrently or after this. Like right. the pre-production on Eternals must date like really far yeah. back. Like so, would they would they watch the ri- Have you seen the writer? No, it's not anything Marvel would be interested in. Like. I, I really think that, you know, how we have, like, our celebrity, like, stunt casting in these movies. I mean, I, I feel like it's just gotten to be that way with the writing and the directing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, writers become big shots these days. Directors become yeah. big shots. Like, they do one movie, and people, like, look for that name now. And Chloe Zhao is an indie darling. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a name that people look at, and it's definitely a name that you want to have working in your studio system if you want the respect of critics, if you want the Academy's attention, which, I mean, oh my God. Maybe that's what they were going for. Dude, I think think it is because, I mean, I I actually read an article this week that the the campaign for Florence Pugh to get Best Supporting Actress has already started for Black Widow. For Black Widow. I mean, that feels particularly egregious because, like, there was a movie in 2019 that she should have just been nominated for Best Actor in Mm -hmm. already. Like, these are—I think this is the worst timeline that superhero movies are what finally broke the mold and started getting nominated for Oscars when it could have been, like, um, horror movies or, like, (laughs) uh, comedies. You know, that would have been the good timeline. 
But right. it also would have been kind of a funny timeline to see comedy, like, you know, Adam Sandler comedy <laughs> movies in the place of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, everybody, we got to go see the Jack and Jill movie. <laughs> and it makes like a billion dollars at the box office. Holy fuck, would Kevin James cameo in the post credit <laughs> sequence? They're merging Paul Blart and Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Happy Gilmore was in the end credits of Grown Ups Three. <laughs> it's the. <laughs> I feel like that's the only genre that they haven't fucking done intersectionality like that with, and it would be so stupid. <laughs> So fucking funny. Paul Blart in the post credits scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Woo. laughs> you know, Good Russell stuff. Brand would probably have like a big resurgence in <laughs> yeah, that era. I don't know that. Just the two thousands comedians would all come back. Yeah. And and hang up their. Oh, man. Good, good timeline. Whatever, wherever that's wherever happening. Wherever that is, on the what if timeline. <laughs> I've completely lost my train of thought on what we were actually getting at. Uh, oh, Eternals, that yeah. review. My God, I just, yeah, I can't pretend to be like interested in like where these characters are going to end up. And honestly, I this might sound petty, and I'm sure if once Far From Home comes out, I'll, you'll hear a different <laughs> Isaac in a couple months. But like this movie made me retroactively go like, man, Marvel is so fucking shit. Like <laughs> I don't know, like the, you put everything here that you should when you're experimenting, and it still is bland and boring, and it's just, right. I'm 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 bored. I'm yeah. bored with it. But yeah, go ahead. It's like I think Far From Home is intriguing me right now not because the 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 current take on the character is like the most incredible run ever yeah it's just like it's literally preying on my nostalgia and <laughs> uh opening up a concept to a tv show that i like like it's linking what happened in loki finally to mm. like the real universe like the multiverse coming to the movies is the only thing keeping me interested right now because i feel like with our current cast of characters like Eternals really proves that you can't really introduce more characters and yeah. win intrigue in them. So you yeah. kind of do have to just bring the same character, but from different dimension. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's sad, but I mean, mm. you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Isaac Udash says Spider-Man No Way Home is predatory. <laughs> and it's preying on his nostalgia. It's preying on my nostalgia. And yeah. I'm praying that... <laughs> <laughs> That it's an okay movie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I, it, well, the Spider-Man discourse is... I, you know me. Big, big no-no on the Spider-Man Twitter discourse. <laughs> I've seen your stupid shit Spider-Man film Twitter discourse. <laughs> I know that you guys are mad that Doc Ock's arms are red and yellow. Yeah. Like, mm. what What does it matter? What? I'm literally about to... I was going to bring that up. I'm muting the word Spider-Man on my Twitter. It's so bad right now. No, I... See, I finally realized it's not Mauricio's fault because even when he's muted... I'm sorry, Jacob. I know I tell you it's okay that you still <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> I still see too much of it because Mauricio's liking it and Jacob's liking Mauricio's tweet right. that he's liking. So I'm seeing the Spider-Man film Twitter discourse. I don't want it anymore. Just mute, I, can you not mute the word Spider-Man? I will. I ju- but actually, can you do a live on-air podcast tutorial of helping me mute <laughs> yeah. the word Spider-Man? Well, I mean, Twitter? I haven't. Let me try it. I, I'm, I'm J. Jonah Jameson my way through the podcast this week. <laughs> I don't want any more Spider-Man. <laughs> Get that Spider-Man out of here. We are muting. All right. So okay, what do you... today you're going to want to go into Twitter. Maybe settings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going here, and then we go to... Filters. Filters? Right? Wait, where, where are you Muted. At? Okay, filters and settings. So, uh, oh, fuck you. You and I have different Twitter interfaces. Here you go. Oh, there you go. So, no, it's not there. So Casey, uh, edit profile. so Casey is on the wrong screen, but once you get to settings on Twitter, <laughs> okay, so it, for me, it's like, if you go to notifications, okay, um, and then you go up here, uh, there's okay, a settings yeah. wheel, okay, and then filters, filters. so yeah, muted so words, you want to go to your notifications on Twitter, you yeah. want to go to the little cog wheel, yeah. and you want to go to filters, from there you want to go to muted words, and you're one of gonna a lot of, you're gonna want to type multiple variations of Spider-Man like Spider-Man yeah. one word. Spider-Man you're gonna want one that. word. And you were gonna do it the way it's supposed to. Capital S Spider. Yeah. Uh, hyphen. Yeah, yeah. M man. You need you need the hyphen. Mm-hmm. And just to be safe, go ahead and mute uh, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Or Spider M A M. Because people will be sending out quick fire thoughts on Twitter. They type it Spider-Man. They don't mean to. Also, also Spider-Man No Way Home and just No Way Home. That's... uh, Oh, NWH. Block that acronym. Block NWH. (laughs) This is the crankiest, (laughs) oldest man thing that we've ever done. I know. I'm sorry, but it's it's really annoying me it now. Is. Like it's so much of it. It's all I see and I'm tired of it. I can't I like For I almost long, like forever. wish I could mute the whole superhero topic. Yeah. On Twitter. I I'm not there, but from people you I don't know, know. It would anyone. be more joyful to go into a Marvel movie and not know everyone's fucking hot takes on like frame three of it. That's you know? true, true, true. Like it, it'd be nice to just maybe, and maybe that's a lot of the cynicism that I have for Marvel movies these days. It's just like the amount of discourse around it is yes, like tiresome. Bro. It's like Marvel's like not even putting that much stuff out. Well, no, they're actually putting out a record amount of content. Right. Um, and spending so much money, but. Anyway, oh my god, dude, can I tell you the funniest shit from today? No. <clears throat> um, it's Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> what? Have you, seen, have you seen Vin Diesel's Instagram post to The Rock, you know, to try and kind of break the ice uh, in, their, in their feud? Uh-uh. Okay. They're having a feud? They've been feuding for a while. That's why The Rock isn't in some of the oh, recent yeah, yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious movies. But Vin Diesel is healing the gap. And okay. also really, really asking so nicely for The Rock to be in Fast and Furious 10. Okay, here, here's the here's the post. Okay. From Vin Diesel. My little brother Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. <laughs> there is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. 
<laughs> legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. Pablo! <laughs> I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale. That is ten. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs, which is spelled wrong. <laughs> Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> that is so stupid. Did he really fucking post that? Yes. Oh my god, wait. Can we also, while we're talking about celebrity posts, can I read the Chris Pratt no! Instagram oh my god. Post? Why does everybody's deal with this man? Like, it's just... I, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's that insane of a post. Like... I think the wording is hilarious. I love it so much. He is... He has really chosen quite the cluster of, of letters for this. Okay. Here, here's a photo of Chris Pratt <laughs> and, his, and wife. his wife, um, Tiffany Schwarzenegger, daughter of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's scary. And she's looking at him, and she's smiling. And he's smiling. Okay, ready? <laughs> From Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you somebody... That looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life. A gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out. That's love. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. That's the trade. Her heart is pure. And it belongs to me. <laughs> Hold on, Casey. Hold the fuck on. Because we haven't even gotten to the Nicolas Cage (laughs) part of this. My greatest treasure right next to my Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck (laughs) rookie card. Which, if you know, you know is saying a lot. Ick-yick, in other words. (laughs) It's her birthday in about six weeks. So, <laughs> if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. <laughs> heart, heart, heart. Heart, heart. <laughs> okay, so what, is, what was, what, what prompted this post? <laughs> well, it's their anniversary, right? Is, that, is, is it, it? Is it an anniversary post? I thought it, it was. No, it, at no point is an anniversary mentioned. Okay. It's not her birthday yet. That's okay, in that's six insane. weeks. <laughs> Heavily debating okay. whether he actually wants to go to get his fucking ass off this couch in the picture and go out and, and buy her, like, anything at all. I don't know. Like, I think he was just trying to be sweet, but he was also trying to be quirky, and it just came off really weird. But, like, everybody that's, like, making memes out of it, I'm just like, why? It just doesn't make any sense. Y'all will latch on to anything nowadays. But fucking... Okay, but the memes are good. I'm, for example, 
Oh God, where is it? <laughs> oh, no, oh, oh here it is. You see. She. <laughs> she. <laughs> she was fertile, <laughs> and chewed louder than him. She was his Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck crookie card. And God help any pickles who dared to disrespect his queen. Why? Well, Casey, why did he post that? What was I don't know the man. I don't know his rhyme or reason. What was the word choice? He's just why did like... he have to dis? Why did he have to oh. mention that they met in church? What was the What was the callback to church? Wait, actually, we're just gonna keep going down the rabbit hole <laughs> of um of celebrity. Why did they do this Instagram post? And do you remember? When Chris Pratt has come under fire before, um, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> leaped to his defense on Instagram. Oh, yeah, because... And photoshopped Tom Holland out of the photo of them together <laughs> to show him and Chris Pratt hanging out. And in Chris Pratt's defense, Robert Downey Jr. says, What a world. <laughs> Wait, this is better if it's the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) The Sinless are casting stones at my brother, Chris Pratt. A real Christian who lived by principle. He never demonstrated anything but positivity (laughs) and gratitude. And he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse. And just plain fact, insists on service as the highest value. If you take issue with Chris, I've got a novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can't see him, but man, he's really into this. He's got the the hand gestures. Delete your social media accounts. Sit with your own defects of character. Work on them. (laughs) Then... Celebrate your humanness. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. I got your back, back, back. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what did the author mean? <laughs> when he said, I got you. When he said, I got your back, back, back. I think it's just a bad sign if you're, like, telling people to delete their social media. It's like, how out of touch with social media and the discourse... Yeah. Well, maybe this is the thing. Is Chris Pratt just posts like a grandmother who's very proud of her grandkids on Facebook and thinks she's like kind of like funny still? Yeah, true. I don't know. Like celebrities just, they don't quite get, um, I mean, these big, big, big celebrities like, you know, Chris Mm -hmm. Pratt, they just don't get human interaction anymore. Like it's weird, you know, like they just don't understand like what's hip anymore and they don't understand that the current's kind of going against them yeah now like i think you know parks and rec chris pratt you know breaking out into guardians of the galaxy like the public's on his side for sure mm-hmm. but i mean just a little bit of homophobia it turns out goes a long way yeah and uh, yeah, yeah. thanking your career true true poor poor chris pratt he's also being 
He's like the center of memes right now because yeah. of the uh, the voice casting. He's Mario. He's Garfield. Yeah. I don't even think we've touched on that. He's Garfield now. He's Garfield now, guys. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Something that's funny that I discovered the other day is Bill Murray um, <clears throat> has an interview on YouTube about the Garfield movies. <laughs> and it is soul-crushing to hear him talk about it. Because to hear it from him, it's like... <laughs> I just wanted to do a favor for, like, people who like Garfield. And I ended up on the editing room floor of both of the Garfield movies. Like, Bill Murray, like, apparently just stole away, you know. Okay, here's what's funny. (laughs) Is he thought, so the director of Garfield is a man named Joel Joel Cohen. Mm -hmm. Um, And Joel Cohen is also the name of one of the Cohen brothers. brothers, And so (laughs) so Bill Murray got the call. Joel Cohen's doing the Garfield movie. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I cannot wait to see what this director is talking about. Gets to set. Realizes it's not Joel Cohen. It's Joel Cohen. (laughs) And then realizes that he's making like a schlocky Garfield movie yeah. where he's CGI Garfield decides that he's actually going to oversee the room of the movie on the editing like room floor and meanwhile <laughs> while he's giving his Garfield cut the director Joel Cohen <laughs> is undermining him and at every turn when Bill Murray is like make the cut like this Joel Cohen's coming in and it's like do not cut the movie that way. Cut the movie this way. This is what the studio <laughs> wants. So Bill Murray has his... There's the Murray cut. <laughs> and then there's what we got. And oh apparently we can't see the Murray cut. But, really? But they were like, okay, man. Like, his his clause for returning to the sequel, I think, I, and I might be misremembering this, was that Joel Cohen doesn't come back. That's the only way he's doing... Garfield 2, Kitties in Paris, or wait, I don't remember. Kitty. <laughs> Kitties in Paris? What's, <laughs> what's that Kanye West song? <laughs> you know, we can't say it. About the kittens about in the Paris. About the kittens in Paris? Copyright. Oh, God. I think I was out of tune enough that yeah, it didn't really It's fine. <laughs> Oh my god. I do love the Bill Murray Garfield movies though. Really? No, I used to well they're comfort movies. I used to watch them. Oh okay. when I was younger. Like a lot. I watched them so much. They're not they're not the movies that have a lot of people like ironically defending them on the internet, unfortunately. No, yeah. Which, I I think Bill Murray is a great voice for Garfield though. Yeah, perfect like, casting. I mean, now when you read Garfield comics, like I had a whole book of Garfield comics that I used to read and I was like, This is just Bill Murray's voice. Yeah, no, it totally yeah. fits. I think I've always read it in like his kind of take. Mm-hmm. And there's also a cartoon show that doesn't have Bill Murray, where I don't know the mm, guy playing yeah. Garfield. Like now that I think about it, every actor who's played Garfield has had it kind of pitch perfect. And I think yeah. maybe that's the problem with Chris Pratt is that this is very blatantly like celebrity casting, and yeah. he's not a kind of person that you look at and you go like, "This guy should be Garfield." It's just a move that screams yeah. like. We want to make money off of this because Chris Pratt will be in it. Yeah, I can't. I don't understand why he's Mario or Garfield. That's just the. That's honestly fucking crazy. It's it, it's it's asinine actually that they would cast such a such a person. You know. Yeah, I just um, 
I'm thinking. I just... He, he was, like, an ideal person to be casting in movies. I just feel like that period was, like, you know, 2014 through 2016. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's when he was a hot item, and it should have stayed there. And I don't get yeah. what is helping him persevere, because, like... Yeah. It's been since 2017, since there's been a Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lego movie part two was kind of a movie that was hidden under, mm-hmm. like, releases. Yeah, and I, read on radar. I can't think of any other hits that he's had. Like, Lost World, the second one, didn't make as much as mm-hmm. it worked. Did it? Oh, fuck. I would actually be so upset if it made a billion dollars. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it made money, but, I mean, because they're making the third one, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, but Jurassic let me see. <clears throat> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom box office. Which, by the way, I don't know if I've ever given my opinion on this movie. I just want to really quick and come out and say, like, dog shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolute dog. I, I think water. that about both of them, but especially, especially Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, yeah. It's so stupid. This is the one time that I'm angry that they led with, like, a celebrity in the trailers to, like, bait people. And then, like that celebrity wasn't in the movie more like usually i'm like oh get over yourselves they can't have the old cast in the movie all the time but when they baited jeff goldblum being mm-hmm. in fallen kingdom and then he's only in it for like two, two and a half scenes. minutes like yeah, yeah, yeah. it really was something that pissed me off so yeah. much because most of the marketing was around him around him coming it. back and then he was literally he wasn't even a character for fuck's sake no, he didn't do anything uh-huh. and it, it, they they just have him i'm gonna fucking cry <laughs> billion (laughs) dollars. No. Oh my god. I just I can't believe (laughs) that. (laughs) So like people (laughs) went to Jurassic World, and I mean that movie made even more money. That was like two billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, "We're so fucking stoked for Jurassic World (laughs) two. It's coming out soon. It's got fucking." Uh, I remember watching the first Jurassic World and being like, because I was, I love Jurassic Park. I, I think it's my love for Jurassic Park that really hurts, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what they go that, after. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know that this is in, I mean, we haven't had a topic today. We've just been no, kind of rambling. rambling. It's been a so. fun ramble yeah. sesh, though. Return of the rambling, honestly. But I just want to talk about the fact that in the 2018 hit 1.3 billion dollar making film Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom they were so fucking lazy about like all of the callback characters like they had the vi- they had the doctor who's in like one scene in Jurassic yeah. Park come back to be the villain uh, like I'm pretty sure he had a generic name like Wong yeah, yeah. well his, his actor's name is BD Wong so Maybe. Oh wait! Oh really? Yeah. So, oh, but okay. I think the doctor's name is like Doctor Wu or something. Oh, it's Doctor Wu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Doctor Wu. Uh, um, Dune's got a doctor like that. Doctor Doctor Yu. Doctor Yu. And why you? <laughs> if you if you jump over one more, you get to the hit British series, Doctor Who. Bro. Where are you a Whovian? Wait, I'm I actually Whovian. heard that you are a Whovian. I'm a Whovian. Yeah. I, I feel like I didn't jump into that tangent, but I'm much more interested in this Doctor Who tangent because we have never had any reason to talk about it before. Oh, that's true. Who, yeah, who's no. your favorite Doctor? Um, 
Probably, um, I was a hard Eccleston fan. Yes, that's um, my favorite. That's your favorite. I love Eccleston. I think it was my favorite, but honestly, I think Matt Smith kind of kind of took it over um, mm. for me. I mean, they're kind of neck and neck. I, I just Matt Smith's run was so fucking good. I mean, in David Tennant, everybody says Ten is their favorite because Tennant was really fucking good. But just it's good. I, it's Eleven, bro. I just love Eleven's run so much. I mean, I like I like Tennant's run. I haven't seen too much of Matt Smith's. I need to I need really? to watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen Capaldi at all, and Capaldi's I I haven't okay. seen uh, Jodie Whittaker, but I am interested in her mm-hmm. take. Uh, I just I I fell behind. Uh, like I lost interest around the time it got to Matt Smith. I don't know. I know. Um, I was late to the Doctor Who party anyway. Like I didn't watch mm-hmm. them until high school. But um, I don't know. Eccleston really came out swinging, and I love him so much. And mm-hmm. like. His his one series I think is my favorite like self like it it felt epic like mm-hmm. the the story over the arc of that season and I really yeah. do think like by the time it ends you're like oh man I really don't want to say goodbye to this character but wow. Tennant is great like, so follow up so you haven't seen the Impossible Astronaut storyline no oh Isaac oh no I this this could be the night that I get back into Doctor Who man bro please I'm so serious on everything in my life the impossible the, that whole arc with Rory and Amy like mm-hmm. it is like you know like tenant levels of like like David Tennant levels of like fucking hype and like storytelling like Stephen Moffat like is a god I will say Stephen Moffat, like, I feel like maybe that's what drove me away is, like, as a showrunner, he seems like, he did this with Sherlock, too. Like, he Mm -hmm. just seems like he falls apart when he has to do, like, multiple, like, episodes in a season, or that was the case with Sherlock. But, like, with the early Doctor Who stuff, when he would do, like, one episode a season, like, I'm talking, like... The, mm-hmm. the 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 empty mask or like yeah, the, the yeah. one in world war one mm-hmm. uh, and then the library the especially. library yeah and blink of course mm-hmm. with the weeping angels like those are three very brilliant singular episodes and they give doctor who a lot to play with but then i feel like as showrunner you know I, I i have watched here and there matt smith and i know a lot of the goings on i just feel like a lot of it's self-worship for himself like he brings mm-hmm. back river in like yeah, a big yeah. way um and i feel like it's just very self-congratulatory like i am very clever i'm very smart like right. here are all these brilliant because the weeping angels also make a ton of yeah, reappearances yeah, of return, which yeah. it didn't happen before moffat took over like you know mm-hmm. russell t davies was like that's true i do enjoy this weeping angels stuff but we're not going to overdo it you know yeah, yeah, they're true. gonna they're gonna show up when they show up yeah they definitely they overdo the cybermen and the daleks yeah the daleks i can understand that's always been a staple but the cybermen i'm tired of seeing the cybermen <laughs> the, the daleks i feel like they really ruined what they had with a good like concept there like the first reintroduction of the dalek is mm-hmm. like in the eccleston series yeah. and it's just the one mm-hmm. it goes through that like military base and it kills all those dudes and you're just like damn a dalek's pretty bad man but yeah. then like in tenets run like they bring back the daleks a lot and then there's like multiple daleks and then there's the stupid fucking daleks in manhattan shit yeah i i don't know i i, I just actually find that the daleks most of the time are pretty boring mm-hmm. same with the cybermen i think the who stuff that appeals to me the most is the singular 
episodes, the one-offs, you know, the really oh, yeah. memorable two-parters, especially mm-hmm. like the the Ood episode. The Ood is so good. Planet of the Ood. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking that Oscar worthy motherfuckers. That's, that's one that they brought back that wasn't as good, you yeah, know, yeah, when no. they when they brought it back. No, that was a that was a great one-off. That was when David Tennant did a whole year of uh, specials. No, no, the Ood that was season 2. That was just like a two-part episode. Oh, it was. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, something different. No, the Planet of the Ood is still... Yeah, that's a great episode. I was no. thinking, for some reason, of the Waters of Mars. Oh, that's a zombie one. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's a dope-ass special. Though. I like half of the Tenant <clears throat> specials, and I don't mm-hmm. care for the others. It's weird. Doctor Who and Futurama, they're two, are, they're two shows that I've had a lot of great love for in the past. They both spent a year, like doing specials like mm-hmm. just making made for tv movies especially right, and right. there was four of them and i feel the same like these life is full of weird coincidences where like that <laughs> where it's like there's two sci-fi shows set it uh you know that are beloved and they both have been canceled and brought back at various points and they mm-hmm. both have a year where they made four movies and two of the movies are bad and two of the movies are good <laughs> it's like, huh. i don't know Interesting. that's just the way coincidences shake out sometimes just how yeah. needlessly complicated they are to be a coincidence at all mm-hmm. is just more fascinating like the fact that someone can talk about it for a long amount of time is true. more interesting than the coincidence itself. <laughs> very true <clears throat> well i watched free guy oh hey how was that <laughs> that really got me going <laughs> yeah it was interesting I've heard um, a lot of surprisingly positive stuff about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, um, it, it's good. I, I can see it being a comfort movie for me uh, in years to come because, uh, honestly, the, though I will say, uh, the movie would not have worked if it wasn't for Ryan Reynolds, um, being in it and being like the titular character. Like, Ryan Reynolds is just fucking hilarious, um, and he just in that role. I think it's, uh, it's best suited. For him, that was based. That was definitely like a, a Ryan Reynolds role. You know, it wouldn't have gone to anybody else. And uh, it's got a it's got a cool story um, mm. and all. And it, it's got some. It's got its. <laughs> it's got its things that are like okay. That's uh, the music is uh, specifically very very fucking bad. But oh. <laughs> um, yeah, the <laughs> but overall, like it's fun. It's funny. It, you, like you'll that, have a good time. That Mariah Carey song, the fantasy. I like that. It's pretty good. It's like the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Copyright. I probably should have called that earlier, but I think it was bad enough that it wouldn't be. I, mean, I assume most of the time that. So, uh, the copyright stuff has never picked up your singing in an episode ever. It's good to know. <laughs> I check it every time. Am I going to stop saying copyright? Probably no, not. No, it's, it's a trademark. It's now. a trademark. It is. Well, sometimes <laughs> I'm thinking like. Zinger, this is part of the <laughs> this is part of the continuity, you know, like I'm right, doing it for yeah. like like we're some kind of like beloved sitcom show, like I'm I'm Kramer coming through the door like <laughs> Copyright. Copyright. Yeah, yeah. Well when we have merch, you know, when we get merch we'll Casey taking the L or it could just say the L and then you would be the model in the yeah, photo. I'll be the model in the photo for the L shirt. Taking the L. And it'll be all the movies. The L will be in like little clips of the oh. movies that I don't like. Yeah, actually, it's actually really good. easy. It's just a badly cropped ladybird. <laughs> <laughs> it's that L. It's an L for ladybird. L for ladybird. L for Alfonso Colón. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh god. Oh my god. I enjoyed Sam's meme about the what if, like about yeah. you being or what. And I'm just like, Roma is good, actually. I I love. He he's so dedicated to his craft. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Your memes are part of the reason that we even do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what what's he gonna make this Tuesday? Yeah. It's, I don't know if we gave him too much content this time. No, we we get, he he always knows how to that's, shove all of yeah, it in there. That's he, true. Which I will say that's probably the most admirable quality of it is like he gets all the highlights. Like <laughs> yeah. it, he he's nice enough to like on a on a down episode. You know, it's like it doesn't have as much LOL moments. Like he right. he finds something to work with. Yeah, he's true. like I'll I'll get this somehow. <laughs> I think my my favorite one of recent memory was the Squid Game one. Just like I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to say it other than like meme pacing yeah. is yeah. is like really important and like the way that one was edited where it was like swingers cut swingers cut and then the Fallout New Vegas yeah. inner cut in that like yeah. it was perfect it was it, it was a really good one and this is like maybe the most self-indulgent thing ever it's just describing a describing meme made a for, for our, our podcast <laughs> yeah hey we're popular um we're to our tens of listeners we've got we've got a few people who like us damn yeah. it okay guys we're and one of the important. podcasts of all time okay i felt like i was gonna ask you about something and i'm checking my phone to see if maybe I'll remember it. Okay. But I'm gonna hit my vape. Oh my gosh. It's a cloud bro. Uh fuck. It was a really good topic too. I bet. It was maybe coming out of the Doctor okay. Who thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. It was specials. Futurama. Futurama. I was thinking about Rick and Morty, honestly. You were thinking about Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you? What are you thinking about Rick and Morty? For? I'm thinking huh? about. Uh, I'm wondering when the new season's gonna come out. Probably next well, year. Well, next year I know, but like what month? Because they said they're not gonna wait as long, and I don't know like how long they mean. Yeah. Um. Because last we heard, season five was deep in, or season that'd be season six was uh, deep in development. Yeah, it was like ahead of schedule. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was ahead of schedule. I I can tell, you know, from this season, like they can. You clearly speed it up. Like they have <laughs> different people involved now who are yeah. faster. Like I think Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland might be like kind of leaving their creative voice off the table now. Yeah, I don't like that. I wish they would leave that. <laughs> I I don't know, but like D- Dan Harmon's like making a new animated sitcom. I think yeah. for Fox. Um, I I wonder how that will be because. I don't know. He's he. I mean, like obviously he's had bangers only in the recent years. In my idea, I mean, in my eyes, because I love Community. That's like my favorite show. And then like right, Rick and Morty's banging. Um, so I mean, I I don't see why I should doubt him. It just it's always a very scary move when someone walks away from like the most popular thing they've ever made to do a yeah. passion project. It's like, hmm. You might have some really shitty ideas that you don't know are shitty ideas right now. Um, yeah, true. I can't think of a good example of that right now, but I feel like it's happened before. Oh, I guess like, you know, anytime a band member has gone off to do like a solo career like that's very risky. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously we have some very good examples. Like I would say Justin Timberlake is a really good mm-hmm. example of like, oh, you don't need your fucking boy band to back you up harry styles is mm-hmm. obviously like one of the hottest things Wait, right what now boy band was justin timberlake a part of oh and sync 
Oh. Did you not know? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. I may yeah. have heard that once. I didn't I did not know he was from NSYNC. That yeah, Lance Bass, the Justin Timberlake. Lance Bass, I feel like you would only know if you're yeah, no, NSYNC. I don't, I don't listen to boy bands. Well, really. I don't listen to boy bands, but they some of them are famous. Yeah, well. Backstreet Boys, none of those guys got famous, I don't think. <clears throat> Okay. I was actually listening to All Time Low today while I was at work. That's not a boy band. It is a boy band. That's your eighth grade like emo band. Yeah, but they're not really emo. They're they're definitely <laughs> a boy band. But they're bring, they're being brought up with like Pierce the Veil and yeah. shit. Like I that. also listened to Pierce the Veil the other day. And Avenged Sevenfold. Albums. Yeah, I love Avenged Sevenfold. Man, Pierce the Veil, uh, fucking all of them, dude. I love all of them. Sleeping with Sirens too. Well. Their first three albums are all right. I try not to hate on music genres, and I feel like most of the time I succeed. But I, I've got to be honest. I think I get where country's coming from more than I get like emo or metalcore or anything like that. Really? Yeah. Like I think I'd rather listen to some asshole like talk about his truck rather than hear someone like scream in my ear. You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, <laughs> bro. They. <laughs> Bro, the topics in like song choice in metalcore, like the lyrics, are a thousand times more no. important than country lyrics. No, 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 don't don't get me wrong. I know the scholars are working in metal. Like I know that's <laughs> yeah. where the real talent is. It's just I think your talent sounds like dog shit. <laughs> I think I hate it. <laughs> and I'm I've, I'm sorry. This might sound a little bit mean, but it's something I mean, that I think is important. It. <laughs> for everyone to do more in their life you're allowed to hate something that's you know true. That's you're true. allowed to be a critic and if people are mad at you because it's something they like it shouldn't make them mad because exactly. it's just you are just being real and you're saying you don't like that thing because i feel like one of the most annoying things in the world is trying to watch people try and fit in you know like yeah. well i don't mean annoying it's just kind of sad you know just people like not being what they're into and yeah. trying to be into something that they don't actually like because True. they want to get it, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 just being honest. I I don't <laughs> fucking like metal, <laughs> like or to a point, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Rage Against the Machine and like uh, System of a Down is like really great. I just some, like if you it, like some like heavy rock more than yeah metal. heavy rock yeah, yeah. like cl- where like it's still hard and it makes you go like. Mm-hmm. berserk but it, you know mm-hmm. it's still got like a message but the thing is i understand what the fuck the message is because i can hear it and right. also it's just not unpleasant to me mm-hmm. like, i just don't like music that sensorily like makes me feel shitty you know right, i got you it, it makes me like deathcore and metalcore just makes me it it makes me more rage and when i hear it i get so hyped hearing it because like honestly to me it sounds so fucking awesome. Like, I love it. I don't ever get overloaded listening to, like, especially Deathcore, because Deathcore is literally just, like, pig squeals and fucking <laughs> Satan's fucking army howling. And it's just, like, I love it. Because, like, honestly, there's a, a lot of talent behind the instruments. Because yeah. Because of, of how, especially the drummers. Drummers in Deathcore, I don't know how they do it. Shit's insane. But I will I yeah. will say when you listen to like the individual, I think it's mainly the vocal stylings mm-hmm. that I yeah. don't like. Like if it were just instrumental, I feel like right. I can take that more because it is yeah. 
crazy talented yeah mm-hmm. especially metal drummers are fucking insane mm-hmm. um and also just like the guitar riffs you know the way they hit the yeah, volume yeah, yeah. it's nice like i i will say you know a cacophony of sound can be a good thing i feel like when you can still make out the parts of the symphony mm-hmm. that go into it but i i feel like with screamo i don't really it's distracting almost like the vocalist mm-hmm. is like trying to fit in with you know forces of of man-made objects and he's trying to do it with his like natural voice and i just think like it makes me go like oh do not contort yourself like that (laughs) i I think that's why it's gross Mm -hmm. is like i just don't like the aesthetic like i'm not very Mm -hmm. i'm not very like black and like dreary or got like like i love punk music but like Uh i'm not a punk in any way yeah yeah yeah. white gentleman (laughs) i don't know i mean do i look very like metal no no you're okay. wearing a fucking cardigan <laughs> i know right <laughs> doing a film podcast and i'm like yeah i love deathcore <laughs> <laughs> this is this has been one of the episodes of all time <laughs> this is one of the episodes i liked it i've i've been really enjoying my yeah. I, I feel like there are weeks where i'm like this will be fun for someone else to listen to mm-hmm. and you know right now talking about it i am like genuinely angry or whatever but someone else will take you know meaning out of it this one has just been making each other laugh which i those <laughs> are some of my favorites yeah which or and then also there's ones where it's just stupid and that you know no one should be laughing at that like mtv drama <laughs> it's a staple now though it's a staple. mtv drama you can't bring that you can't, you can't bang that MTV drama in here. You can't bang <laughs> Don't go baby talk. Baby talk can't be a staple. Baby talk. I'm going to fucking slap you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at the 57-minute mark. You know what that means. Time to, time to start the topic of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. That's... <laughs> Time to get this kicked into hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Let's get this to two hours thirty, baby. (laughs) Will we ever do an episode that long? Um, maybe if like when if we ever like end the podcast, you know, like officially, like this is our last episode. Mm -hmm. It might be like a two and a half hour long episode. I okay. I had a fun idea. Um, one one day, you know, just for goofs, Uh just for giggles, you know. We should sit down and like, I was, I was gonna, I I had it in my mind. Oh, so here's my alternative idea is that we sit down and we play like D and D or like a board game or something Mm -hmm. like that and become one of those podcasts for like a week (laughs) and just like, because we've done that before we've just farted around and like Mm -hmm. tried to find a game or like that time we played blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Just uh, genre bending someday. Just, <laughs> bending just for shits and giggles. Fuck yeah. <laughs> or like a, a, a Wings in the West Wing podcast. You know, we watch the West Wing and we eat wings for a week. <laughs> and we live stream the whole fucking thing. I make you, we, we become a Star Trek podcast one week, but you don't watch any more Star Trek stuff than you already know. You yeah, just, exactly. Like, we just talk you're about just still not a Trekkie. <laughs> you would literally um, have the biggest upper hand over me when it comes to Star Trek. Because I've only ever seen two of the old movies 
like one episode of one of the shows and the newer and the three newer movies. Star Trek's so good, man. Oh, I, the, the the shows especially, like I don't know. And this might just be a statement of how like boring Eternals was, but I got I started <laughs> daydreaming about Star Trek and I started about thinking about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And I was like, ooh, boy, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, that might just be the greatest television show ever made. <laughs> and then I was thinking about, like, watching it again. Yeah. And then maybe I should do it, though. Maybe. <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if Isaac uh, oh, watched Star Trek Deep Space Nine? <laughs> yeah, what if he did? These are the ideas I want to see okay. answered. I was going to say, um, speaking of... Uh, Speaking of what, um, you said Star Trek. Um, oh my god! See, this is it. the episode where we forget all our yeah, good I I, our good ideas to talk well, about. Tip my, I was gonna ask you something or like tell you something. I don't fucking know. Come, Casey. Don't let the podcast idle. Fulfill your destiny, Casey. Uh, fulfill my destiny. So yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, I know little about it. Um, there was another like fandom thing that I was thinking like. Okay, um, it's not Doctor Who. No, it's not Star Trek. No. There's another fandom. Is it Supernatural fandom? No. Harry Potter fandom? No. Is it the Star Maybe Wars fandom? I was going to tell you uh, we should play... Um, um, hold on, it's almost there. Dungeons yeah, and Dragons? Magic the Gathering. <gasps> oh, yes! We yes, sir! totally play Magic on the pod sometime. Oh my gosh, I, I would love to get back into the world of Magic. Uh, I love Magic. I, great game, great game, Magic great game. the Gathering. I can't believe that I'd never played it before last year. Hearthstone, pretty banging, but, uh, you know, if you don't support Blizzard anymore, that's that's a-okay. That's okay, I, I haven't yeah. bought anything from them in a while, although... Call of Duty. Oh, you're a big COD Codman. Are you yeah. excited at all about Vanguard? Real quick, before I, the, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been playing it the past couple of days. Is it out? It's out. Yeah. Are you shitting? It me? It came out Friday, and so I. I feel like this is the quietest Call of Duty drop it ever. Is. Is, it, it, it is, and it shouldn't be because it dropped with 20 maps, and they're all banging. And really, the gunplay is good. It's just as good as Modern Warfare's. Um, so it's like it's better just, than the pr- past entries, and it's. And it's like I uh, think it is. Yeah, I think I think it's and it's failing. It's. I mean, I don't know that it's failing. I think it's just it had the quietest fucking release ever. Like there wasn't hype for it. Like there was Black Ops Cold War. Probably because it's like it's not a new IP, but it's like a new title. Like Vanguard is the first time, but they're bringing back World at War maps. Is the mm. thing they're calling it back to World at War, and I feel like it should be more popular than it is. And I've been enjoying it. What I've been playing. I mean, I'm I'm a Corporate I need up. your oath right now. Right, Clasp my hand. All right. I bought Black Ops Cold War last year, thinking that people were going to play it, and specifically, I thought you'd play it with me okay, because you're yeah. a big COD guy. I was. I, you did I, not play. I did not like Cold Black, War. I'm sorry. Cold War. You kept going back to Modern Warfare, and I, I was sad, and I was lonely, and I regretted spending sixty bucks on COD because I'm not a big COD gamer. Right. If I buy uh-huh. COD Vanguard, will you play it with me? Uh, do you like Cod Vanguard? I do like Cod Vanguard, but you're looking at me and you're thinking he's a scrub. I can't be seen with him. No, I'm about to say. I was about to say yes. I will, but I'm not yeah. going to force you to buy it. I don't want to be forced. I I just want to get it. You know. Yeah. All my life, I've never been a Cod gamer. I've never been into the games when they've been popular, and I've okay. never had the online Cod experience. I feel like. Well. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should give it one more year because the only reason I say this is because the best Call of Duty in recent years, in my opinion, has been Modern Warfare 2019. 
Mm-hmm. And they're doing a sequel to Modern Warfare 2019. Modern Warfare 2 2021. Oh my fucking god. Why? How are we already to the point in the Call of Duty franchise where we're renaming I the games fucking, after? I don't know what it's going to be games. called, but it's like Modern Warfare 2019 2. <laughs> anyway, I would wait and get that one for sure because I have super high hopes for it. I'm sorry. I'm just so disgusted by the naming yeah. process. Hold on. Let me I am too. resume. Go ahead. <laughs> let's just let's just end it because I need some help opening up these pickles, and I have got to put in some fucking earbuds, man. I yeah. cannot stand your chewing. Sorry. My Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Upper deck rookie card. Upper deck rookie. Card. Upper deck. Okay. Oh wow! We gotta fulfill our destiny, case. Let's go. We've gotta, we've gotta wrap this up. We can't let mind over movies idle. Mm-mm. We've gotta be posting it. Yeah. Grind. The grind is real. Grind Let's just stops. say that it is Monday, eleven fifty nine p.m. and not actually wink, Sunday, six forty two p.m. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um. So basically, we're about to just turn around and put this episode out immediately after we hit pause. Ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, maybe you should say set go. Okay, ready? Wait, I kind of want to say it. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll say set, you say go, okay? Ready, set. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it? Say it. I don't, I don't know if I want it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it to be over yet. No. Oh. Can wait still, a few more seconds. Please still be here even when I say it? Yeah. Unless, you, unless for some reason audacity fucking I'm shatters me into a million I'm, I'm pieces. I'm scared tonight, Casey. Why are you scared tonight? I just don't want to be alone after I say Halloween's over. Go!